Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and a Quash. Check it out. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the show as hot as a speedy rocket. This is the sports docket for Thursday, September 20th, 2007. This is our first show in two weeks, but we are back in action. Once again, we are coming to you live from Lindbergh and Brooklyn, New York. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ethan Quasman, a.k.a. The Quas, and my partner in sports crime, Stephen Ackerman, a.k.a. The Ace Man, is alongside. Um, but how are you doing today, Mr. Ace Man? You know, the Mets have scared me for a while, but... There were two eventful series against the Phillies this weekend and against the Nationals, and the Mets finally snapped their five-game losing streak last night and dropped their magic number to nine games to clinch the National League East. Once again, uh, folks, we have a great show planned for you tonight. We have the creator of YanksBlog.com, Patrick O'Keefe, coming on at about 8.30, and then we have NHL insider Dan. Yeah, and also our NFL picks for week three coming up uh, soon in the program. Um, actually, you have a call on the line right now, right at the end of the show. We'll oh, take that. Wait a little bit. Let's talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, of course. We'll get, we get right into it here. How are you um, doing today? What? How are you doing today, Quas? I'm doing good, Ace Man, you know. Hanging in there like you, of course. Uh seemed like uh, after the second game against Washington when the Mets blew their second straight 4 nothing lead in a game. Uh, uh, I, you I thought you off the cliff this weekend. It was just awful. Oh, I'm telling you that. I mean, the Mets just played... Uh, they, I think they left their gloves in Cincinnati or something because, I mean, they were just horrendous uh, with, with the gloves against not only the Nationals but against the Phillies who swept them again. Uh, they've taken now, was it, like nine in a row from the Mets? I had to witness one of those Philly games in person. It was not fun. Oh, uh, no. Philly fans in the section behind me, it was just awful. Uh, we played we played terrible fundamental baseball against the Phillies. You know what Keith Hernandez always says, you have to bring those fundies to play every day. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> just they weren't playing good baseball. They made six errors in the game on Sunday. They blew several four-runner leads. Yeah, they were just playing terrible. I mean, the Mets' offense was not really the problem against the Phillies in the first game against Washington. Uh, Their offense—they've been consistent. I'll let the um, listeners know that we will be updating you on the Mets' score all night, and we will be also updating you on the Phillies' score. Actually, let's give an update right now. Uh, and then the bottom of the third inning, the Mets lead Florida 3 nothing. Dontrell Willis getting lit up thus far by the Mets. Willis having a terrible year. His record is 9-15, ERA almost at 6. The Marlins uh, currently right now, they, they do have the bases loaded for Josh Willingham, so we'll, watch, we'll keep a close eye on that. But Tom Glavin, he'll get out of it. The Phillies getting hammered tonight by the Nationals. They're down 6-2, so great news there for the Mets. Yeah, Nationals helping the Mets out after the Mets... Uh, Salvage the final game yesterday against Washington. Also so we'll see what happens. Town, the New York Yankees, of course, so we mentioned earlier, we will have Patrick O'Keefe on later, who is the creator of YanksBlog.com. It's what Yankees based on. The Yankees, of course, did what they had to do against Baltimore. They swept the series, but more importantly, uh, t- Toronto helping, these, helping, up, helping the Yankees out. They swept the Red Sox in three games. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the Red, the Red Sox offense. Their bats went cold in that series, and Toronto took them in three and uh, all of a sudden, it's a one-and-a-half game lead and very manageable for the Yankees with two weeks to play. Red Sox, what they're doing right now reminds me a lot of what the Mets were doing uh, until last night. You know, Red Sox, uh, this race is basically over, and now they're letting the Yankees right back into this race. So, but, um, but, but here's the thing. For the Red Sox, it's a different story than the Mets. But the Red Sox are already uh, pretty much they clinched the playoff spot. I mean, if, if the Yankees win the division, they're going to be the wild card, no doubt. Well, the so for the Red Sox... It's it's more of a matter of, uh, of course, it'd be big for them to win the division and have some, some home field advantage in the postseason. But for the Red Sox, it doesn't really matter at the board of division because uh, they'll still be uh, playing October baseball. Looked, uh, last year in the World Series, um, the wild card team represented the American League, and then the St. Louis Cardinals, of course, represented the National League, and they only won 83 games. So it's not always the hottest team going into the postseason that wins. It's the hottest team once you get to the postseason. Yeah, and of course, uh, Josh Wilkinson has just struck out with the bases loaded, so 
Glavin has gotten out of a nice big jam in the third inning. We're going to the top of the fourth. It's the Mets three and the Marlins nothing. Jets uh, and the Giants, they also played games this weekend, of course. Uh, the Jets and the Giants both go off to very tough starts in the National Football League. Uh, the Jets lost to the Ravens in a pretty tough loss, 20-13. to uh, yeah. The Jets, they, they had a really flat game. All right, I think the caller is uh, not here. Uh, Ethan? Yeah? I was just talking, I was starting to talk about the Jets here, and uh, they, of course, lost 20-13 to to the Ravens over the weekend. And um, they started yeah. really fun in this game. The first three quarters, uh, they they trailed 20-3. to three, But Cle- Kellen Clemens uh, led a nice little comeback in the fourth quarter. But uh, it fell just short as the Jets receivers dropped a couple of balls. And uh, it ended with an uh, interception going off the hands of McCarrens and right into the arms of Ray Lewis. Yeah. The thing I was very encouraging for the Jets this weekend was, uh, was the play of wide receiver Jericho Cotchery, who... Uh, who n- who actually was second in the NFL in uh, receiving yards um, for the for the weekend? So uh, the country had a huge game, but the Jets uh, couldn't they couldn't battle it out. And the Giant defense. We'll, we'll get more into the Jets after. But let's get into the Giants a little bit before I have to take a little break in uh, in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Giants defense is just terrible. Their secondary is awful. I mean, I mean, I know the the Browns and the Bengals. They played that fifty-one to forty-five game, but the Giants secondary is just terrible. Oh, tell me about it. The giant defense. There's these guys. Uh, um, Mark for Sports Channel said these guys like fleas. I mean, these guys can't do anything on defense. So just letting the receivers go right by them uh, against a Packer team, a Packer receiving core that isn't so great. Against a Packer quarterback with 100 years old, uh, Brett Favre, the, the Giants secondary, the whole defensive scheme plans were ridiculous um, against the Packers this weekend, and, and they totally got owned by the, uh, by the Green Bay Packers this weekend. And uh, Paxo Burst uh, didn't have a great game. Um, Jared Lorenzen was, uh, I, I expected, not uh, didn't play so well. And and the uh, Giants just got manhandled by the uh, Packers this weekend. Yeah, well, Jets and Giants fans, they both have to be at their team. Steven? Yeah. Send problem uh, your phone there. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, All right, yeah. The Jets and Giants, their seasons may be over already. We're not... About that, but you know, 0 2 is tough to come back from. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, well, I'm not really. I mean, there are teams that may play us from, uh, with 0 2 records. You know, let's get to this phone call here. All right, we'll get to the phone call. Put them on. Gonna put on. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, uh, watching that game, doing pretty good. Yeah, we are definitely. doing very good tonight, Scott. We're up 3 to nothing right now. Uh, currently, uh, guys at the plate right now. Don't tell me you're going to give this Yankees blog talk guy a hard time now, are you? Uh, what? What's, what's, you have a problem with that? The Yankees uh, are playing very good baseball right now. I mean, uh, what's not to like with the New York Yankees? I mean, uh, we, we don't like the New York Yankees at all. But, you know, we're not going to give this guy a hard time, you know. His team's of course like, not. What, what's, what's not to like with the Yankees right now? They're playing with the heart and the passion that, uh, that, that you want a baseball team to play with. A-Rod's uh, coming through in the clutch, not being E-Rod. Uh, Derek Jeter's having big hits. Posada had a big hit yesterday, a big home run, the 20th of the year. What's not to like with the Yankees right now? What's not to like? Nothing. They're playing great. What's with Don Trill Willison not having the leg kick anymore? You know? I don't know. He's just having a terrible year all around. Uh, is he more... over five? What? ERA is over five this Yeah, I mean, Don Trill Willis is hitting more home runs this season than, than uh, strikeouts. So it's terrible. Hey, Steve, Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah. He's not like that when I play you in the show. Ah, uh, very funny. Yeah, Scotty, yo, he has to brag about uh, being me in the show on, uh... I think, um, like, 10-0 against you in the show. Eh, it's not that much. I will beat you next time, I guarantee it. Yeah, Steve will get you, don't worry. He always gets people back. 
I guarantee a victory, Scott, next time in the show. I'll all right. Thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for calling in, Scott. All right. Thanks all for right. the call, man. All right. Great. All right. So I have some, some Lindbergh representing there. Uh, got some Lindbergh calling in. All right. Lindbergh representing. Yeah. Uh, Steven, though, this week, of course, the uh, Jets play the Dolphins, who last year uh, they swept the series. So we're going to get into this game and the NFL picks later on. But yeah, we'll get we'll get into the NFL uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but this got to be the Jets' easiest game of the season. Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, no, the Dolphins are not the easiest game of the season. But this is a, right now. Well, for the the Giants against Washington this weekend, and for the Jets against Miami, they're both must wins. You cannot fall to zero three. No, definitely. Especially since the Dolphins are owing to themselves. Yeah, the Jets made the playoffs a couple of years ago, starting one and four, but you can't rely on that happening again, especially in the tough AFC. And for the Giants, they just need to get away. Why? Uh, Eric Mangini, he's the Mangini. He can do anything. I mean, I think I think I'm, the Jets right now they dug themselves into a hole. Basically, they have to go ten and four to make the postseason. As and the Giants and the NFC probably have to go nine and five to make the postseason. Yeah, because the. Uh, NFC, of course, is a much tougher division. Even though the NFC, there's some teams looking really tough this year. The Redskins are two and zero. The Cowboys are two and zero. The Forty ers are two and zero. I mean, there's some teams in the uh, you wouldn't expect to be to have that record. Maybe Dallas. Teams. How but, about the uh, Houston Texans? They are two and zero. The Texans are two and zero as well. So I mean, a lot of surprises so far to start the season. Uh, and how about the Saints? They're zero and two. So yeah, that that's really surprising to me. I I thought the Colts might beat them, but I thought they would have definitely beaten Tampa Bay last weekend, but they got crushed again. Yeah, right. and uh, I don't know. One into a break soon, but how about that game, uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland? You know, Battle of Ohio. What a game that was! Fifty-one uh, forty-five. Uh, Browns on top. Yeah, uh, eleven combined touchdowns in that game. Carson Palmer threw six. Derek Anderson filling in for Charlie Fry, who got traded. He yeah. threw five touchdowns. Of course, a uh, big day from Chad Johnson. He had over 200 yards receiving. So I'm sure you're that for your fantasy team. Oh, yeah. I love Ocho Cinco, man. <laughs> you got even a jersey for him, too. Yeah, I'm buying his jersey, too. He's a great player. Do we have a call? Well, I think the same call, so we'll just... Uh... Uh, you know You want to um, take our break right now? Well, actually... Uh... I guess we go into. You want to go into the picks early? Oh uh, yeah, let's make our NFL picks right now. All we right, go, go, go. Uh, we're gonna pause sixty seconds to let our station identify itself here on BTR, and then we will have Aceman and the Quas NFL picks for week number three. You are currently listening to the Sports Docket with Aceman and the Quas. If you would like to call into the show, the phone number is one six four six. Four seven eight five one one eight. Once again, the phone number to call into the show, the sports docket is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. If you would like to instant message the co-host of the show using an AIM client, and we'll put your comment on the air. You can AIM Stephen Aceman at MetsFanatic910, or you can AIM the Quas. At Quaster06. That's a double S. Once again, thanks for tuning into the show. You can also check out our official sponsor of the Sports Docket. That's www.myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. Coming up next on the Sports Docket. NFL pick with Eight Man and the Quad every week of the NFL. Live from our studios here in Brooklyn and Lindbergh. Football is back. Welcome back to the they take you around the NFL. Five picks each week.
back to the sports docket where I made the same mistake for the second week in a row. Uh, just just want to update you on the Mets score here before we get into our NFL picks. Uh, the Mets are still up three to nothing over Florida. They're in the bottom of the fourth, and uh, top of the fourth in Washington. Washington remains up six to two against the Philadelphia Phillies. Now we're back to the sports docket NFL picks. Just okay. To let our listeners know we have been picking five games each week. Four last week when there wasn't a show, and we have a bet going that the loser has to serve one day being a host behind the glass, which means we have to do all the audio and all the dirty work. What you doing right now, anyway? This will happen after. <laughs> it's true, and this will happen after the Super Bowl. And now, here, without further ado, here are our picks for week number three in the National Football League. Okay, Stephen, we're going to start with, of course, the local team. Um, well, first off, the standings are right now. Uh, you are seven and two. You have a two-game losing streak. You actually lost the last two picks last week for uh, the Chargers Patriots game, as right. well as the Redskins Eagles game. I am three and six. I'm four back. I'm uh, I'm hot. I'm on a two-game winning streak. All right, so we're gonna start uh, with the Dolphins and the Jets. Dolphins are zero and two. They're coming off a loss, um, and the Jets. Oh, and two. Of course, both of have losses. Really? They're um, coming off a loss? How shocking. <laughs> well, actually, um, the last five of the six games, regular season game against the Dolphins, the Jets have won. Um, last week, Kellen Clemency looked pretty good uh, against the Ravens, but a tip pass spoiled uh, the comeback thing. Uh, comeback thing, and the Jets fell. Uh, the Dolphins were no match for the Cowboys. They completely owned them, 37-20. Uh, Trent Green actually had a big game, a couple of touchdowns. For almost 300 yards, but uh, of course, the interceptions have always hurt Trent Green throughout his career, and uh, he was no match in that game. Uh, the Dolphins' uh, defense, nothing much to be desired for. Uh, the rush game, same story, not much there. The receiving game is a big story. Uh, Chris Chambers uh, had a huge game last week uh, for the Dolphins and the Cowboys, despite the loss. I have Dolphins for fantasy, too. What? I have Chris Chambers for fantasy, too. Good pick. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be taking the uh, the Jets in this game. The Jets cannot fall to 0-3. It's not going to happen. Especially in the Dolphins, the Jets cannot lose again. Um, I'm a Giants fan. I'm taking the Jets over the Dolphins in week one. Steve, your turn. Steve? At, um, the Dolphins, they do have a decent defense. Jack Thomas and Jason Taylor, of course. Um, well, I mean, 37 points with the Cowboys. The Jets, they looked um, like in the fourth quarter last week that – they finally clicked as a team. I think that will carry over into this week. I like the Jets also at home. I don't think the Jets will fall to own three, and I don't think they'll fall to own two at home. I think the Jets this week. Pat Pennington is... Ex- Steve? All right, Ethan, uh, now uh, Giants against oh. the Washington Redskins in Washington. Who do you like? Oh, I'm taking the Giants this game. I took the Giants the first couple of weeks. Didn't help me out. But this way, I am taking the Giants. Uh, the Giants always run well against the Redskins, so I'm, I'm expecting a breakout game from either uh, Darryl Ward or Brandon Jacobs, depending who's starting that running back. I'm expecting Burris, who had 176 yards last week, continues to uh, get almost 200 yards each week. Uh, he had a couple of receptions, had um, a couple of touchdowns. So, yeah, I, I am, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking the Giants this game. Uh, the Redskins cannot... Go ahead, three and zero. Despite the fact that Giants not for zero three, I can't see the Washington Redskins. Everybody thought we'll lose that division uh, for the for the three and zero. I mean, gain to three and zero. So I am going to be taking in this game, taking the Giants. Uh, hopefully, uh, Eli Manning will start this game, and uh, the Giants will be able to come out of it. A victory against the Redskins will be huge, uh, just to get on the board for the season with a victory. All right. Well. Um... Well, for the what I'll start with the Redskins here. Uh, I like what they've done so far this season. Their defense is playing well. Uh, yeah, looks like he's back to what he used to be. But with all of that said, I do like the Giants in this game. I think they'll finally pick up their first win of the season. I think that Eli Manning will have a good game. At uh, the young running back Ward, I think he's doing a great job. And yeah. I think the Giants will have just enough. I think this will be a shootout. It'll be a high-scoring game. Only do like Especially with Clinton Portis running all over that Giant defense. What happened? Especially with Clinton Portis running all over that Giants defense. Well, Clinton Portis will run, and uh, so will Ward. 
I think Fox go burst off of the game, but I like the Giants by a field goal here. I like them in a high-scoring game. Okay, next game is the uh, 49ers and the Steelers, uh, two teams that, that are surprised that they're both 2-0. and More so, oh, see, you want to go this pick? Go right ahead. 49ers or Steelers? Uh, well, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game at home. I think that Mike Tomlin is doing a great job here with the Steelers. Ben is playing very well. Ben Roethlisberger looks like what he was in his Super Bowl winning season. Uh, Willie Parker is running the ball well. Steelers are really clicking on all cylinders right now. They killed Buffalo last week. They killed the Browns in week one. Okay, I, at this time, I am taking, I am going with the Steelers. I despise the 49ers since that uh, awful collapse in the playoffs at a 39-38 game uh, with the Giants a couple years ago. I I always pick against them, no matter who they're playing. I'm taking the Steelers in this game. Um, even though the 49ers are showing signs of their early 2000 years, uh, Frank Gore is having a great season thus far. He had, he had two touchdowns last week against the Rams. Um, and, and the Niners had some great defense. They sacked Mark Bolger six times last week. Uh, but still, I, I'm taking the Steelers in this game. The Steelers are looking, are looking great uh, this season thus far. And Roethlisberger, Willie Parker, as you said, Stephen, having fantastic seasons. Uh, the Steelers have been dominating this year. They last week they played a Bills team that was probably mostly drained from the uh, um, from the Everett uh, uh, Everett injury uh, with the uh, spinal cord. But I am taking the 49ers in this game. Okay, very cool. And also, I like the Steelers defense against Alex Smith. Our next game is uh, the San Diego Chargers at the Green Bay Packers. I will go first here, and I'm going with the upset. I like Green Bay in this game over San Diego. Uh, Philip Rivers and LT, they haven't quite been clicking yet. LT and Philip Rivers, they just don't look the same. Green, Pit, Green Bay is playing great defensively right now. Brett Favre is playing very good football. And uh, even though their top two running backs are out right now, they're getting good uh, running game from Wynn in a replacement. And uh, Donald Driver is once again having a nice year with Brett Favre. I like Green Bay in this one over San Diego at home. Uh, I know you're biased against the Chargers the days of playing the playoffs with the Jets, but I am taking in this game. I'm, I'm not taking... biased about the Chargers. What? I'm not biased about the Chargers. I just like Green Bay in this game. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be taking the Chargers in this game over the Packers. Um, I can't see San Diego falling at any point in the season below 500. Um, I like the... Uh, I like the way this team has, uh, team has not played so great this year. Who knows if they're even cheated last week against the Chargers. Uh, but uh, Brett Favre uh, is having a great season as usual. Uh, almost rushed 300 yards this week against a putrid Giants defense at, at four touchdowns. But I'm going to be uh, taking, in this game, I'm taking the Chargers over the Packers. Tomlinson is, is too good. I, I don't think it's going to be defense as seen last week. Uh, against the Giants, they, they were spotted at, t- at times, and you can't be spotted against Tomlinson. So I am taking the Chargers over the Packers in Week 3. Okay, on uh, NBC Sunday Night Football, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the Chicago Bears. We have a battle of the 2-0 Cowboys against the 1-1 Bears. Ethan, who do you like in this game? I am taking the Chicago Bears. Uh, I know that Julius Jones had a great year for Dallas. Running back had a huge last week, 150 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Um, over the Bears, 20. Well, actually, that was my bad. Uh, actually, had 91 yards, but still, uh, is having a great year. Marion Barber I, is having a great start at um, uh, running back this year. He, he he had 150 yards. My bad, I missed those two guys up. But they're, they're both great running backs. Marion Barber, Julius Jones, Romo has oh, had a huge game last week against Miami. Threw for 500 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, that's phenomenal. Toe and every part of the game for the Cowboys right now, every part of the ball is working for them. But I'm taking the Bears this game. I uh, I can't see Dallas going to three and zero. Despite the great team they have so far, um, Chicago Rex Grossman needs needs to put his recent traumas behind him. He needs to get back on track. And uh, I'm I, I see the uh, Bears winning this game. Um, Bruce Berrien and um, Clark, the running uh, the wide receiver, are gonna I think have a breakout game against the Cowboys defense. Taking the Bears in week three. I do agree with a lot of your points there, and I do agree that uh, the Dallas Cowboys have been off to a good start this season. The Bears have been, you know, well, the Bears' defense is better than ever, but Rex is as as bad as ever. 
So <laughs> that's why I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys on the road in this game. Where's Eli Manning? I just I like the way the Cowboys are playing right now on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. They have a pass rush, they have a secondary, and they also they're scoring a lot of points. Tony Romo looks great at quarterback right now. I mean, I love the Bears' defense, but but this is not playing good enough right now, and he, they're not going to beat the top teams in the conference with the way Rex Grossman is playing. Now, if the Bears get a good game out of Grossman, they'll probably win this game. I see Rex Grossman throwing a couple of picks in this game, and I see the Dallas Cowboys winning a close one on the road. Well, Scott, here's a wrap of my five picks this week. I am taking the Bears, the Bears, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Jets, and the Giants. Steven, you have five picks? I have taken the Jets, Giants, Packers, Steelers, and the Chicago Bears. Uh, not the Bears, the, the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, taking the Americans football hey, team. That was our picks for week three in the NFL. Now we'll take a very quick break. We'll be right back. We'll have a word with our sponsor, and then we'll talk more sports and take more of your phone calls on the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quas. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Be sure to check out a sponsor of this show at www.myedimedia.com. This show is advertised on this website, and you can also check out interesting sports news Brought to you in an amazing, cool way at myedimedia.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight, sponsored by My EDI Media. The Sports Docket on Blog Talk Radio with Ace Man and the Quad. New York sports and everything else. Welcome back to the Sports Docket. We'll be taking more of your calls and updating you on the out-of-town scoreboard until YanksBlog.com writer and creator Patrick O'Keefe comes on at 7.30. So we'll be having him on uh, in about two minutes here on the uh, Sports Docket. Any, any more phone calls? And Steve, with next update. Steve, with a little bit of Mets update for us there. Hello? The Mets are still up 3 to nothing, and the Phillies are still down 6-2. to two. There's your Mets update. <laughs> yeah, Mets, uh, so pretty much scores staying the same way here. Uh, there's also some other games to note uh, tonight, of course. Milwaukee in the middle of a pennant race with the, Sh- the uh, Brewers still not raced with the Chicago Cubs and NL Central, and the Braves are currently in them 3-1 to one in the third inning. Uh, the Cubs are idle tonight. I'm not sure the exact lead. I know the Cubs are up in that division uh, a couple of games. Um, so uh, we'll be having on at, in two minutes, uh, we're going to have on Patrick O'Keefe of yanksblog.com, very popular uh, Yankees um, blog, of course. Um, and we'll be having him on at that time. Uh, two Mets fans talking uh, Yankees baseball. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll talk Yankees baseball, of course, with Patrick O'Keefe. Um the Yankees have been on a roll lately. They have won uh they won two out of three in Boston and they uh swept the Baltimore Orioles. Of course, uh Ethan on Friday in Boston the Yankees were down seven to two in the uh, eighth inning and they scored six runs. They rallied to Yeah, that was huge. A Rod ignited uh, that rally, of course. And uh that was a major job of the Yankees that uh 
They got him through Red Sox bullpen, and um, and that was really that that, that that you could say the turning point for them uh, this season even. So uh, we should we definitely ask Patrick Keith about that. Uh, maybe that could be a plus turning point if the Yankees do end up winning this division. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's gonna be huge. I mean, the Yankees only a game and a half back. I mean, 14 and a half games, I think that would be the biggest comeback. Yeah, and the Yankees would have even swept the Red Sox over, uh, in that three-game set. It would have been the half game back. So that really tells you uh, they went two out of three. So, and Andy Pettit really looks great right now. He's in his uh, September form. The Yankees are very, should be very happy with what they got with Andy Pettit. Um, I questioned that move when he, when he first came here. I didn't think he would have the uh, same kind of Yankiness that he uh, had when he left, but no, he and uh, in, in September, he looks like the old Andy Pettit of uh, of yesteryear for the Yankees, and he's doing great on the starting role for the Yankees this season. Uh, yeah, I mean the Yankees—they're just—they're getting good. They're getting good stuff from everybody. So um, even Posada, you know, coming through a couple uh, a home run yesterday uh, against yeah home run yesterday uh, and two one victories. The Yankees are getting great starting pitching and the winning ball games. A lot of them. Um, so we're going to take, we're actually going to take a, uh, a break, uh, right now. Hello? Okay, we're, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah, we'll take and a then, we'll be right And then we're going to come, hello? David? We'll be right back with Patrick O'Keefe, right? Yes, yeah, to talk about our favorite, uh, favorite, Yankees baseball. Uh, favorite team. Yeah, that's coming up next, after break. Looking for the best hockey talk around? Look no further than Hockey Night on Long Island, the only internet talk show dedicated to the New York Islanders. Each week, host Alex and Steve will fill you in on the latest in New York Islanders hockey, feature special guests from inside the action, and take your phone calls. Be sure to check out Hockey Night on Long Island at www.hockeynightonlongisland.com. Again, that's www.hockeynightonlongisland.com. Remember, Hockey Night on Long Island is your source for hockey talk. And also, be sure to check out their official live radio show at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Hockey Night on Long Island. The Sports Socket with Ace Man and the Quack. Log Talk Radio, New York City. We have some of the best guests in town. Coming up next. Once again, Stephen Ackerman and Ethan Quaffman. Alright, welcome back to the show. We're going to be joining the couple of moments here by yankeesblog.com creator and writer Patrick O'Keefe and I think it's on the line right now and Patrick thanks for coming on tonight hey hey Patrick what's up not much thanks for having me oh great thanks for coming on of course uh, as a Yankee fan right now uh, as a Yankee fan right now you got to be pretty excited what's going on lately yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty good time, pretty happy moment, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, even when we were 14 and a half games back, I'm not really the type to panic, and I've always kind of maintained an even-keel attitude. Uh, so even when we were that far back, and even a month ago, two months ago, however far back, um, you know, I've always, let's wait it out, let's see what's going to happen. I, I thought we'd, we'd have a chance to get back in it. So while it's a happy moment, it's not completely different from what's been going on the whole year. Oh well, Patrick. Um, well, before we get into the Yankees here, um, you of course you're the creator of Yanksblog.com. Uh, can you tell yes, us a little about Hello? why everybody should go on? Sure, Yanksblog.com was launched on May 5th of 2005. Uh, I'm a huge Yankee fan, obviously, and I run the iFroggy Network, a network of websites, and I try to launch websites that fit within uh, my interests. And, of course, the Yankees are within my interest. Um, I got together with a couple friends uh, that were on staff on other sites that I run, uh, Seamus Malloy and David Williams. And later we brought on James Varghese. And it's basically just um, a family and work-friendly Yankees blog. Uh, we update daily for the most part, covering the games, news, and 
with some little commentary here and there. And uh, that's basically the story. Very cool. Definitely uh, amazing. Of course, um, the Yankees, uh, like every other team, have their own blogosphere. Are you affiliated with any other Yankees blogs? And how, how is the uh, Yankees blogosphere like? How is that, the community of Yankees blogs like? Well, we do a we've done an interview series in the last couple of uh, years called Interviewing with the Yankees Blogosphere, and uh, we have um, got to know some of the other Yankees bloggers out there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Yankees bloggers out there. I think if you look at uh, Strike2.net, which is a uh, sort of baseball blogs directory with statistics, uh, the Yankees are probably the third or fourth uh, t- most blog team as far as posts go. Uh, maybe higher. I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. So it's a pretty large community, and it's always growing. Uh, but, you know, with bloggers, you're always linking to each other uh, in many ways, so we kind of get to know each other that way. Uh, you know, some of the blogs that I read and that we've um, became familiar with are like WasWatching.com, Steve Lombardi, um, the guys at River Ave Blues, um, uh, uh, the uh, Bronx Banner, of course, Alex Bells and Cliff Corcoran, and then you have obviously the beat the beat writers uh, Peter Abrams Abram, Abraham rather uh, you know Tyler Kepner at the time and people like that and then you have No Moss of course uh, I and, uh, also the guys over at Pride of the Yankees so it's a big community and uh, you know you get to know people one at a time. We have a big Mets community also of course we're Mets fans but uh, welcome you on the show we like you. Um, but anyway, uh, the Yankees, they definitely took care of business uh, over the last week. Swept the Orioles at home, and they took two out of three at Fenway Park. What was the biggest keys for the Yankees over this past week of excellent baseball? Well, you know, I think it's it's obviously it's putting everything together. Um, you know, if you look at the scores in these games, the Red Sox game was uh, one of the Red Sox games anyway. They scored seven runs, but, you know, we're getting good pitching, at, uh, except for the game we lost, of course, but... Uh, three runs, five runs, no, a shutout, one-run game. Uh, you know, Moose had a big game, Pettit, Hughes, uh, you know, everyone's pitching uh, well, and we're getting good pitching, and, of course, the offense is uh, being productive, and we're maybe starting giving out of that beginning mentality, but, you know, doing it. But I think the pitching's a big thing, and that's just really putting it all together. I mean, that's the main thing. Hey, um, now, this Yankee pitching staff and the bullpen, they were horrendous basically in the first half. Uh, they were awful. What 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 has changed the Yankees pitching staff in the second half? What guy that came in? Uh, you know, it's baseball's a funny game, and you know, if you have a bad first half, you can have a great second half. Uh, you know, with a lot of these guys, offensively or even pitching, you, you you're pitching below what you would normally be uh, pitching at a level that you're not used to being at. And, uh, you know, it's it's bound to turn around in some cases. In some cases, it doesn't. Uh, but especially with the pitching side, obviously we've got these boosts from these young arms, uh, Ian Kennedy, Phil Hughes, Jabba Chamberlain, obviously. Uh, These have been three huge boosts to the rotation from the minor leagues. And that's obviously been a second half. Uh, well, anytime I look at the Yankees' uh, stats at this point in the season, I always get jealous because I see, like, 15 guys with 20 homers and 95 RBIs, something like that. And one guy who's had a renaissance season uh, after a big injury last year is Hideki Matsui, uh, who almost is up to 100 RBIs now and has over 20 homers. What do you think is the key for Hideki Matsui this year, uh, not only staying healthy, but how has he been able to help the team out as much as he, as he had? Well, you know, this is this is a good player. Hideki Matsui has had a very, very good career with the Yankees. Last year he was injured, so you know, obviously his numbers are cut down. But I mean, every single year he's he's been he's performed well. I mean, his first three years he didn't miss a game. He hit 106 RBIs or more. Uh, this year he's going to get 100 RBIs. He's one away. Last year he had an injury. You know, that happens. Um, but he's a good player, and that's that's what good players do. Uh, he's just a good hitter. And, uh, healthy. I think more more or less he's a durable player. He plays uh, hurt. He's had some injuries here and there. He's had some issues. Um, but he's a guy who goes in day in and day out and plays the game the right way. And, you know, a hitter like him, even when he has those short periods of time, he's still going um, to produce in the long run. Okay, now, um, Java Chamberlain came in a couple of uh, months ago to this uh, ball club. How big of a spark has Java been to this ball club? 
Jabba's been huge, I think. And, and, I mean, you can look at the numbers, and they tell, they tell the tale as best as uh, anyone can. He just allowed his first earned run the other night. Uh, he's thrown 18 and a third innings. His ERA is .49. His whip's .82. He's, they've hit 156 against him. You know, he's 2-0. and And uh, Yankee Law, we've run a little uh, side, or I've done it anyway, where we've compared the numbers of Gagne and Jabba since the chain de- uh, trade deadline. And, obviously, you know, they're not close. Uh, he's been bigger than deadline acquisition could have been. Um, he's performed. You can't. You can't ask for anything more from him. He's performed at the highest possible level as a reliever. Uh, obviously, we're a little handicapped, handicapped by his rules, but that's for his own good. And whenever you give him the call, give him the ball, he has answered the call. So I mean, he's provided the spark in the bullpen and really provided an arm when we needed one, when we only had really two guys going out there and throwing consistent, solid relief. And this kind of knowing more. Um, I I, I want to get into, of course, uh, the MVP race this year in the AL, and I, I think it's got to be unanimous vote for A Rod to win that award. I mean, look what he's done this season. He's putting up ridiculous statistical numbers. Uh, he's chasing the real record as the post likes to claim it of Roger Maris. So, uh, what do you think about this? A Rod MVP, and is anybody who's challenging right now at all? A Rod has to be the MVP. I don't think there's anyone who's really challenging him. Uh, you know, he's putting up numbers. He's got 12 more home runs um, than anyone in the AL. Uh, he's got um, a good number more RBIs than anyone in the AL. The only person that was considered close to him was really Maglio Ordonez of the White Sox. Not of the White Sox, but, um, yeah, of the, of the uh, sorry, of the Tigers, rather. But Seamus has pointed this out a few times, is that was really based upon them being in the race uh, for the playoffs, and they've fallen out of the race. They're not uh, – most likely they just look like they're going to make it at this point. So with them falling out, so has Maglio's MVP chances. So I think it has to be a unanimous uh, vote for A-Rod this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. A-Rod's your the MVP in the American League because now the Yankees are definitely going to make the playoffs with that usually in the wild card race. Also, Hong um, is having a big year for the Yankees as well. I think he's won 18 games. Hello? You think that's frame? I think you're breaking up. Uh, hello? Sorry, yeah, you're breaking up here, too. Uh, Young. Hello? Yeah, uh, I think we've lost him, I think. Yeah, he's still no, on. no, I lost you for a minute there. You were asking a question about Wong? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was oh. asking uh, you a question. If you, uh, Do you think Ching-Ming Wong is going is to win the Cy Young? He has 18 victories this year, and he's been one of the best and most consistent pitches in the American League? Well, you know, I, I thought he had – I liked his chances um, when he was going into the Red Sox game um, in this past series. But with that game where he got knocked out of the game after five and two-thirds, I think, um, that really hurt his chances. In that same game, Beckett picked up the victory, and I think that may have uh, put him out of it. It's hard to say, of course. I mean, he does have 18 victories, and we have four base. He has a couple more starts left. So anything could happen. But, you know, he did miss the first almost month of the season. Uh, so for him to win it would be quite an accomplishment based upon that. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, it could happen based upon how these last uh, 10 games or so go with Beckett and with uh, Sebastian and Wong. I mean, there's only one person with more wins in the AL, and that's Beckett and Sebastian has the same number. Wong can catch Beckett, and, you know, if the Reds, if the Yankees happen to overtake the Red Sox, you know, that might click something in the minds of the voters. Um, so he could do it, but at this point, I don't think he would be the person if it ended today. Um, all right, Patrick, uh, uh, one more question. Would that be okay? Sure, anything. Okay, um, of course, the Yankees right now are making their road to the postseason, having a three-game series starting with um, Holiday, and uh, Wong uh, tomorrow night, uh, Yankees in Toronto. And I just want to look, what are your thoughts on uh, possible World Series teams uh, this year um, going into uh, October baseball? Well, you know, I, I've got to take the Yankees. Uh, not just because I'm a fan, but uh, in many ways because I am a fan. But really, they have a good team, and they're playing good baseball, uh, regardless of what happened earlier in the year. Uh, you know, this is a good team that was bound for a correction, more or less. Um, they've got good pitching. The bullpen has come around. They have a surplus of pitching right now when you consider, you know, Pettit, Wong, 
um, Clemens, Mucina, if he can keep it going, I don't know, um, Hughes, Kennedy, Moe, Chamberlain, Vizcaino, you know, all those guys coming in. We have the pitching, we have the offense. Um, so, you know, when you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. It's a new season, you know, three games and the best team is out. But, you know, I'll take the Yankees right now against anyone. Um, you know, as far as the ALCS, he would, uh, you know, the Yankees would be an interesting matchup, you could say, for a part of the country anyway. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, that I think that would be an interesting way to go um, based upon the 2004 history, and it would happen then yeah. uh, to have another CS matchup. I think that would make for some good baseball and, and probably some good drama. That would be great. Um, but I would definitely take the Yankees all the way. Well, Patrick, thank you for coming on, and uh, great stuff. And uh, everyone, uh, go to yanksblog.com, where Patrick writes all his articles, and Patrick does a great job at the website. I uh, hope to see you guys later in October. Hopefully, maybe a Subway Series this year. Yep, thanks, guys. Good luck to your Mets. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, great. All right, you should okay. also be sure to check out Patrick's blog, yanksblog.com, for all the latest news, notes, and opinions about the New York Yankees. We're going to take a really quick break. And we'll come back to take some more phone calls. Well, and actually, we'll be talking to Dan on the Inside the Ice segment. Okay. Good evening, sports fans, and thanks for tuning in to the show tonight. Can you not get enough sports? Are you constantly listening to different sports shows on the radio and on blog talk radio? Well, how great would it be to take two of the top sports shows on blog talk radio and combine them into one show? That's correct. The Sports Docket and Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan will combine into one show on September 30th, 2007 at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the last day of the baseball season. You're not going to want to miss it. The two top sports shows on blogtalkradio.com combining into one. That's Sunday, September 30th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And be sure to check out Mark and Evan Sports Heaven next upcoming show, Sunday night, September 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The site is www.blogtalkradio.com Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. Inside the Ice on the Sports Docket with 8 men across. Where we go around the NHL and talk hockey. The latest news, notes, and nuggets from the National Hockey League. An NHL insider will join us in this report. Whether from the side itself or around town, we cover hockey on the sports docket. All right, welcome back to the Sports Docket with Ace and the Quad and our new segment, Inside the Ice, taking the place of the popular armchair GM rapid fire for tonight. And that will be Inside the Ice. We'll get to that in one second. First, up there in the Mets game, and actually it's not, get, it's not good right now for the New York Mets. The Marlins have just scored four runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. Mike, Jacob, Mike Jacobs tripled in a couple runs. Miguel Cabrera hit a three-run homer. Tom Glavin looking good. The Marlins lead is four to three. The Mets blow another lead. Hey, uh, they are right now. Scott is pissed um, off. What? My friend Scott, as I am me, he said he's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. So um, actually, right now, and now we're going to bring in uh, Danny, the NHL insider. And Danny, how you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? Great, great. Thanks for coming on, Danny. Yeah. Um. All right, great. All right, a lot Dan. of news, a lot of news lately. Yeah, a lot of news. Um, Dan, yeah. First, I want to start off, of course, the NHL offseason. And is there one team in this offseason that you looked at um, and said, wow, this team has totally improved this offseason? Can you tell me one team that has totally improved in the NHL offseason? Oh, there is no doubt, no doubt that the New York Rangers Ooh. have finally made some good news. By yeah, I mean, up Chris Drury, Scott Gomez, 
and a list of other players to improve their team while letting go of one key player in Michael Nylander. Now that's a plus for them. That is a big plus. Well, I um, predict them to win it this year. Wow. Both yeah. of the New York Rangers, you know, they have, they have Mark Stoll, the defenseman, coming up from the minor leagues. He's supposed to be a great player as well, right? Well, knowing how the Hartford Wolfpack have a great coach down there and how they have key prospects coming out, like at one point they have Jason LaBarbera. They had Steve Valaket, who's now playing with the Rangers. So I... I'd say that maybe Amantoya might be the next great Ranger. I don't think that Mark Stahl is going to be coming up anytime soon. Well, uh, I don't think Amantoya is coming up anytime soon as well, because uh, Henrik Lundqvist is... Yep, King Henrik is still there, but you never know. One day, Stephen Valakett's not going to be performing, and guess who's coming up? The next uh, great thing. I'm Danny. I'm uh, 14. I just won the Stanley Cup. The Mighty Ducks, there were... Quite a number of uh, moves and concerns with their team going to the season. Uh, they had a couple of players retiring, Solani and uh, and Niedermeyer, who may retire, they may not retire. And they made a couple of moves that were quite interesting. So tell us a little about what the Ducks did this offseason, if you see them even repeating, which is impossible to do in the NHL nowadays. Well, with the Ducks, they still have a good core of players. They still got good defensemen. They got Matthew Schneider, who was picked up from Detroit. They still got, let's not forget, uh, Chris Pronger, who was the Norris Trophy winner in 2000. So they still got a pretty good defenseman. And they have the X-Factor, Francois Beauchemin, back there, too. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Other than that, I hear that probably Niedermeyer might be coming back for maybe another year. And Solani, he's still in Finland right now, so no word on him, but... It turns out that Niedermeyer has returned to camp, but he will be penalized for a hefty amount of money. Hey, uh, so what about the Islanders, of course? They lost uh, Jason Blake and Ryan Smith over the offseason. How are the Islanders going to make up for that? And they also lost um, all-star Alexei Yashin. Well, you really can't perform any greater you know, then down this tried to, but then again, they came a bit too short once again for the second year straight, letting go of key players, picking up a few no-namers who might become good players someday. Let's not forget that they still have the best farm team in probably the entire league, and also the fact that maybe we might also be getting a hefty amount of right-wingers that are just about to come up in Blake Como, uh, Sergei Agarovsky, um, and Kyle Exposo. So don't count us out all too soon, but, you know, better luck next year. Uh, we just have uh, one more question for you. Um, of course, you know I'm a fan of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the Devils this season uh, didn't make a lot of moves to improve their team. Uh, the only move they really made that was of note was getting Kevin Weeks as uh, backup goalie. And do you think uh, uh, the, the signing of Scott going to the Rangers is going to hurt the Devils and how badly will it hurt them? Because I'm watching this preseason and they just look terrible on the ice. Well, mm, too bad. It's it, It's been a bad story for them from the very start. First day they lost Scott Gomez, who might have been their most key player, second to maybe John Madden, who was the leader of the team at, uh, out of all the players there, playing penalty kill, probably the best penalty killer in the entire league now, along with Jay Pandolfo. But, you know, they didn't really improve in any sort of way, or at least I didn't see it in any way, because of the fact that they also lost Brian Rafalski to Detroit. So... As for the defense, they're slumping. As for the goalie, you still got Martin Brodeur, let's not forget. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, right. it, it's going to be a tough pick. You're going to have to see during the season. I don't know. Uh, well, actually, I one more question, and then we'll let you go. But thanks for coming on once again. Um, of course, a lot of free agent moves this offseason. Uh, one big recent move, uh, how big was uh, the signing 
of, of Jeremy Roenick by the Phoenix by Wayne Gretzky's Coyotes. Uh, hey, Ethan, hey, hey, Ethan no, Jeremy no. Roenick's out of stock already. He's he's an old player. Um, well, well, of course, uh, Dan, thanks for coming on. Um, well, let's hope uh, New York hockey has a better year this year. I'll tell you the truth, right? Um, with the whole Roenick move, he right. was picked up by Phoenix anyway. That's one uh, thing. He was picked up by Dallas. But oh, he he is not going to be a key contributor this year. He's way too old. He started his career in 1987, if I recall correctly, with Chicago. So that's about a 20-year career. No, nah, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. All right, Danny, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, good luck with your New York Islanders, and uh, good luck with your NHL inside, inside reporting. No problem, Ace. Next week, I'm going to come on, give some power rankings, too. Okay, we'll see. Thanks. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. All right, uh, so there's Dan there with the hockey, the whole inside, the whole thing. Yeah, um, great stuff with the, the hockey there. Um, we have a call right now. Uh, we yeah, got about we have five. Scott on the line. What? We have Scott, I believe, on the line. All right, so we're going to have some call in. Numbers. On the line. Actually, hello? Excuse me, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back take more phone calls, okay? Okay. Well, we only got a couple minutes. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break right back. You are currently listening to the Sports Doctor with Ace and the Quas. If you would like to call into the program, the phone number is 1-646-478-5118. That's 1-646-478-5118. If you would like to aim the co-host during the show, you can aim them either at MetsFanatic910 or Quaster06. Pick or choose right there. Our host page at blogtalkradio.com slash docket. You can also check out one of the supporters of the website. It's myedimedia.com. They're not a sponsor. They're just supporters. They profile us there, and they and they put us at a high pedestal. You can check them out. It's myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back here. Uh, we'll take a couple phone calls before we go. Uh, Stephen, I'm in order. Some people have been complaining on the uh, lines, uh, on the aim lines here, that we've, get, that we've gotten cut off the last couple of weeks. So we'll just, we'll just take one more call probably, and then we'll end with a rap song in order not to get cut off again. Okay. All right, so see if anybody else is on the line. Great stuff from uh, Danny today, and great stuff from yanksblog.com, Patrick O'Keefe. Hello? Steven, you're there. Yeah, I'm here. All right, great. Uh, Scott's on the line. Scott, you want to give us a little bit of your thoughts on the game? <laughs> oh, my thoughts on the game. Yes, yeah, Scott, you're back on the air. This seems routine. You know that? Uh, I know. This is unbelievable it, with the Mets. I mean, they've blown another three-run lead. It's like you wait for it to happen. You know it's going to happen, and it happens. It's amazing right now. I mean, the Mets, they're just... Right now, I mean, even... Uh, you thought there would be, uh, you know... Last night, maybe they get some momentum from last night's win, but it's not happening. I mean, I saw Glavin was in trouble. I think Glavin should have been out well before he gave up that three-run shot. But, um... As Gotai is having a really good at bat right here. Yeah, I see that's uh, over First, I want to just thank uh, everybody who called in, Scott, right now on the line, and uh, uh, a great show uh, tonight. Um, next week, uh, September 27th, I will not be with Stephen, observing uh, Jewish holidays, Sukkot, but um, uh, Mark from Sports Heaven may fill in for me. I'm not sure. If not, Stephen will probably go in solo. Yeah, but, I'll go uh, solo if you're going to go down on strike. Mark from uh, Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan fill in for us. 
Yeah, yeah he might fill in. We're not sure. But uh, that would be nice if he filled in for the show. Um, Stephen, we're going to end with uh, maybe Scott can fill in next week. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, he can if he wants to, but... Yeah, Scott, you want to fill in next week? All right, uh, anyway... I'd, uh, I'd love to fill in next week. Oh, great. Okay, so we can, we can maybe have a three-people a three show, three-person show. Uh, I don't know, two-person, whatever. Uh, hopefully, let's we'll have, hopefully we have a championship by then. Okay, so we'll see what happens. All right, Steve, I want a rap song. Uh, well, not rap. I'm going to go rock this week, all right? What? I'm going to go rock this week. Oh, rock. All right, go rock. All right, great show. Uh, thanks for everybody and... who tunes into the show. We'll see you next week on the – well, two weeks on the sports docket. But don't forget to join the double show September 30th at 8 o'clock p.m. We'll it's be having great. me and Ethan, of course, with uh, Mark and Evan from Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. We'll combine to make a double great show. Thanks once again for everybody who tuned in, and we'll see you next week.